Hello, podcast land and, and Cherry Ann. <laughs> hello, podcast. I nearly land. said hello, Eloise, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. Okay, so, well, hello, Eloise, and everyone else <laughs> in podcast land, and also every animal out there, too, whoever's listening, all those cats and dogs and fish yeah. and birds. And my birds are just totally ready for us to go on. Continue our little just one of the things you know people have been quarantined is I sit around during the week um, and there was this weird non-noise. Like there's a all of a sudden I went, why is it so quiet? I mean, I don't, my life hasn't changed, really. I'm still in my home. I do what I do every day. I don't go out that much. You know, usually I go out on weekends or I go on my deck. It's like outside. It's like, oh, I was running around to get a car going to work now. Life is quiet. Now, I'm on a quiet street. It's always quiet. But I noticed another silence. And I don't know what you always, but the silence, all the people saying they can work on time, they've got to pick up a coffee, they've got to wake up, going, you know, brush my teeth and get ready to go. All that noise, <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah. Because I've never experienced this before. I mean, maybe when I was younger, some days seemed less noisy because things like that. But I mm. never in my entire life experienced But I just thought really for who are psychic, who are intuitive. Have you ever seen those movies where someone starts to hear people's thoughts? And uh, my aunt said to me, we were watching one of these movies, the guy was like trying to get away from everyone. And was, I think it was he, that series. Yeah. I didn't enough in This particular show, um, he was just years from I don't know how many times people told me, I read people's I can hear what everyone is saying. Like, you, you wouldn't be in the you would go crazy. Mm. And that usually people would say, no, 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 I can hear what people are thinking. And I thought, no. It's not that I can hear every word. Thinking, but you definitely hear a hum. Mm. Right? And you can, you can tune in and sort of hear different uh, thoughts. So I think I mentioned on one of the podcasts, when I was working with Tarot um, that I think I mentioned this last time, right? That somebody would touch me and I would ask yeah. it, or they asked this very general question and I was so open and they would say, Tell me about this particular person. Uh, said my whole life at the end it was really deep and intense thoughts and uh, and I said just from the question. So you know you could go well if you really understood seeing all this stuff that um that came to me this week that I'm constantly hearing this hum of really mundane boring things. <laughs> like I gotta pick up it's amazing. Like I gotta pick up the coffee. Oh like I gotta make the bus. I gotta get on the pick up the kids. Pick up yeah. the kids. Just these repetitive. It was really literally the uh, thoughts and I felt my body mind has been those thoughts out. Mm. And now they're not there to drown out. It's quiet. It's so quiet. I mm. quiet. <laughs> it's blowing my circle. 
Yeah. Never. I mean, it's, it's, it's still quite noisy here. I've still got loads of traffic going past. There's still people. So it doesn't feel like. So like you're not really physically silent. Whether... But I know what you mean. It's like energetically, everyone's calms out. Every, every energetically, you can't hear all that extra hubbub. Mm. Yeah. Now maybe it's more apparent to me because my area is quiet. Yeah, I mean, I and live on quite what? a noisy street, so it's calmed down a lot, but it's still not quite. There's a bus going by. Uh. <laughs> and you know what's really funny as well is that on my that my neighbor, she's an older woman, and since this has occurred, she has had you know her son and her daughter dropping by and bringing her food and whatever yeah. she needs right so it's really funny in actuality my building what's well, just a two two flat building mm. is noisier than it usually is yet i'm hearing more silence yeah. so i'm i'm finding <laughs> I'm all of this i really am strange. physically surprised that people aren't making more noise it's like no one's got music blaring do you know what i mean it's just like everyone is being very peaceful as well yeah, um, I don't know. I really mm. don't know because because the 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 sound that goes through my physical auditory senses is the same. Yeah, maybe increased because of the neighbors coming to deliver things, but my psychic sense, yeah, or my intuitive sense, or the the subtle sense of hearing, is so relieved. As a matter of fact. I sleep with a noise in my ears mm. at night. I put um, like it has to be a particular <laughs> I feel like white noise in the background. Yeah, so yeah. I put it in my in my headphones. And in the last three days, and I'm telling you, I need this often. Mm. Like I can't sleep without it. And past few days, I've been aggravated by the white noise. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. Really, uh, quite frankly, I'm discussing this drowning things out because I don't really, I don't really understand. I, I'm not sure I understand it in its entirety. It's an experience I'm having mm. that is not part of, um, you know, okay, people are quarantined um, around the world, and there is, you know, maybe a silence of traffic. There's less pollution. Yeah, all those things are going on. But what I'm noticing is something I have never experienced before, mm. which is there's a noise I can't hear anymore. Yeah. And when I tune into what was that noise, all I hear is I got to get this cup of coffee. I got to get the kids to work. I got to go <laughs> take a shower. I yeah. need five more minutes sleep. I'm really, I tune in, I hear all that. And I'm like, wow, you mean I'm picking all of that up? Yeah. So my point you know to this talk is there many people out there that have been picking that up and i'm not talking about what i'm not talking about the physical sense of hearing i'm talking about the subtle sense of hearing this is a whole other dynamic that even if you're in a quiet place you're still going to hear it all over the planet yeah like i don't care if i'm in jamaica and you know it's quiet and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. i'm still going to hear this Hum, I don't think I would have known in my life that I hear a hum of people's kind yes. of thoughts and I guess if this hadn't happened. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what I, happens when it all comes back. Exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. It's gonna be fascinating. And will it be something that I can learn to tune out? So, you know, everyone tune in who's got this. Um, I'd say it's a little bit of a, a problem yeah. when you're high sensitive or if you're psychic or if you're uh, highly intuitive. I think it's going to be problematic to the nervous system. And we, you know, some of the solutions that I found to, you know, just doing sessions all day, just being uh, intuitive uh, is, you know, like the, the weighted blankets, um, you know, quiet room, mm. uh, putting white noise in my ears. Uh, all these different little things, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we're back on. Yeah. Right. When everyone's back when online back on and in normal life. Well, I think, yeah, I think in normal life where, 
it was the rushing and the pushing and the getting places yeah. that really struck me um, strongly because I'm not even, I'm a little bit uh, reclusive here, you know, because yeah. I'm so sensitive. I'm a, I'm a reclusive person. I don't go out too much. I don't do all these things. And it's so funny that when I start, I'm like, what is that? It was like it was a noise, mm. but it was a non-noise. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, what is that sound? And then I realized, oh, my God, it's the sound of silence. Yeah. Not to be too hokey, <laughs> but it was the sound of silence. Yeah. And, I, and I've been sitting kind of, I don't know much more about that sound of silence, but I do know that si since Monday or Sunday, I've been able to work out more. Yeah. Huh. What's that about? I feel a bit more rested. Um, there's a little less grogginess. Uh, I feel happier. Mm. Wow. There are lots of, so anyone out there who's having this experience. And I'm not talking about auditory sounds. You may still hear buses and lorries and um, different things. It's good if you get yourself to a place where you can't, you don't have to hear it, but it's this other sound that is gone from the nervous system. Yeah. I definitely have noticed a quality shift because last week, I mean, we weren't on as much of a lockdown last week, but you know, people were still not doing as much. But there was a lot more kind of fear and stuff in the air. This week, now everyone's kind of a bit more isolated. Everyone's chilled out a lot. Like, I feel that in my bones. So I'm not tuning into everyone's fear as much, which I was the last couple of weeks. But I, um, when I do do a session with somebody who's fearful, I can switch and turn yeah. to the fear. Yeah. But there it, is a, it's there still is there, the, but I just don't know if it's the volume of it's turned down, like it's become normal a bit now, or... Or are we already apathetic and yeah. uh, desensitized again, right? Yeah, like, maybe. This is what we do. Yeah. We tend to desensitize to things. Um, yeah, we just don't... We get used to something and we become complacent and we... we we lose the the total engagement with life. I mean, it doesn't mean that we should walk around being fearful. No. But the sense of, uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but yeah. it's something I think that's really important is that so many things we do, even the hyper, like fear and reasons and like that dramatic stuff that we do is even a way to hide our sensitivity to the world mm. you look really sensitive when you're you know screaming and yelling and <laughs> but it's not it's a way yeah. to actually hide what's going on because you know that um as uh, esther veltine mentioned in her article uh you know there and i and i've been saying to people so many people are noticing this there's so many other things going on mm. so for any anyone who's who's who wants the International Body Tux Association newsletter? She's written a really nice article about how we we um, we just got all excited about this, but we're not excited about um, like female FGM, female genital mutilation, yeah. etc. I was bringing up that well, there were way more car accidents and deaths from flu and yeah. heart disease, and but we're not running around screaming about that. No, a lot of right? rising autism. Yeah. The dementia, the yeah, exactly. suicide rates, which could actually go up with all of this. I don't know. That's been a concern of mine. It, it could, yeah, it could, mm. and it, it's just fascinating that um, this is what you know jolts us out of our you know everyday complacency and all of that stuff, and yet you know we don't we don't look around to see well there are way worse things out there. Mm. Yeah, way worse things that, that could be happening, and there are there are more threatening things. So why are we desensitized to those? Yeah, what is, what is it that made us so sensitive to this? And quite frankly, I don't even feel the huge sensitivity. Like, no, even when I tune in, I could. Uh, it's so interesting. We could find. I know we're not supposed to talk about this too much, but one of the big reasons that you know people are using to say let's quarantine is we don't want to overload the hospitals yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds great. All right. So what? We're going to stay in the house forever? Aren't we all going to come out? We're going we're gonna to catch it anyway. Well, that's, Does uh, that mean there's still yeah. going to be enough respirators, etc.? Well, I'm just saying not everyone's going to need it. Three. That's the point. It's only percentage. But yeah, that's the thing. If we all go in, and that's been the thing, like statistically, if we all go into isolation too early, then when we all come out, everyone, we're just in the same situation. So We're in the same situation. Exactly. So it's it's same situation, but now we have more ventilators, yeah. or maybe so, we're going to find a vaccine, or maybe well, you know, yeah. we'll find. We'll, we'll a drug actually work out what it is, and work out what it is, or whatever it is. It's just so, in a way, it's hilarious, yeah. right? Is that oh, okay? I'm so sensitive to all of this. I'm going to get so fearful, and yet, you know, people get into their cars every day. You know, I drove to Florida. Mm. And uh, I found it really interesting how many car accidents. So, you know, we were way more cars than we did in the 70s. So driving down to Florida in the 70s was a whole different experience than it is now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in the 70s, the highways were pristine, right? Even if they, were, they had small areas, they were pristine. You know, they got holes. So, you know, you never know what could happen yeah. to your your tire right you never know what could happen to your axle you don't know what you're going to hit but i i cannot believe the way people pass yeah right so you know i was taught that when you pass you know you make sure that you can see in your rear view mirror the whole of the car so you're not cutting someone off it's unbelievable they just actually pass and push you over into the other lane <laughs> while they're passing it, or into the shoulder or just over to the edge of the lane and i'm like when did this happen yeah when did this that we're driving like just this? because they're worried about the virus <laughs> just because what no, just oh, i don't know i'm just making things up i know but you said something that i didn't hear yeah no i just joking that they're worried about the virus and wanted to get home oh, oh right. okay <laughs> <laughs> just get out of my way you know? get out of my way but also they were driving at really high speeds yeah Right, so you're driving at 85, 90 kilometers an hour, uh, miles an hour, yeah, not kilometers, miles. So, so that was fascinating to me, and yet we're just gonna, you know, there's the whole idea of being a rebel, etc. But where's the moderation? Yeah. Go. We used to drive at 90. We used to drive at 100. Oh yeah, we used to. Right. Now we can't. But we had these <laughs> massive vehicles that you know didn't end up. <laughs> You know, turning over, they were massive, right? I mean, my, I remember the car I had. We never had massive cars. So. <laughs> you know, plentiful cars and anyway, it's just it's just interesting. This little car that now bends like your hand like a can, right? Like a can of coke or something. You can squeeze it in your hand and basically bend the whole car. You couldn't do that, you know, with the old cars. You couldn't touch, you know, like if you went into a pylon, you did nothing to yeah. the car, you completely damaged the pylon. But today, <laughs> you, you touch the plastic, you know, the car just shrivels up into nothing, right? Paint scrapes off. It's just ridiculous. You could punch a car, you could kick it and make a dent in it down. You couldn't do that before. <laughs> and yet, you know, I don't think there's anything necessarily, there's there's really no statistical research on whether we're driving quickly or not. It's only you're driving safe. In the, in the yeah. I was driving at 180 kilometers an hour and Generally speaking, one of the fastest people on the um, when I was driving in the in the second, um, and you know, I would be driving. I was in the fast lane or the mini cars, and so quickly a Porsche would come up behind me, obviously going you know two forty or something, and was tap my fender and to get me out of the way. It wouldn't go on the inside of the room. Then you're starting to move it away. I was so <laughs> happy. Blown away. 
So, so here we are passing on the inside. You know, what's that about? That's, that started gradually and now it's kind of accepted. I mean, inside. It's so weird. You know, you're passing on the inside. That's strange, especially by a truck. So I don't really get what's going on. Sure, I don't think you necessarily should be, but I don't think you should drive dangerously. No. You're actually uh, flipped over at any moment. But this was actually happening. I was driving to Florida. I'm like, wow, these guys are crazy. They said, what will happen? Will the car flip over? Two seconds later, you just get the car flipped over. <laughs> Jesus, right? You know, that's so easy to, to flip over. Your car isn't stable enough. Your car isn't big enough. Your car is, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to look at a Mercedes and a BMW a lot differently than I'm going to look at a, well, crime driving is like one of the smallest on the highway. I have to be super careful. I can go at high speed. Yeah. Like, you know, they pull me in. <laughs> different than any other car hitting me. Uh, I can just be up and <laughs> the side of the road. That's the first time I've ever yelled. <laughs> Get back to I, th I think we have a lot to talk about when it comes to uh, intuition and uh, mm. now and what's happening with people who are high sensitive. Uh, if anyone out there is noticing this sound of silence, uh, do let me know. Uh, uh, at some point today, I don't know about that. It's like maybe people are thinking about what they want to do or something for the first couple of days, and I just really noticed the sounds. So, yeah, it's, mm. just, it's just fascinating to discover that, to, um, yeah, to, it, to kind of see the kind of healing that can go on for every single individual. Uh, being in the silence, I mean, of course, people are going to say, well, we're at home and we're, they're relaxing and we're taking it easy. Yes, that's going to be healing. But I'm looking at this element of all of that activity that is no longer impinging mm -hmm. on us, that is not only your own, but it's planetary. What kind of healing mm -hmm. we can go through <clears throat> um, as as everyone's silence is sort of during this, it's, it's like the yeah. mind of the mass of the earth is quiet. You know, and I'm, I'm pretty, yeah. I don't want to be polarizing, but, you know, with the economic, the possibility of economic difficulty post uh, quarantine, you know, I'm wondering if that's the silence of the mind is also going to prepare us for how we're going to have to deal with that right well people hmm. are going to have to be able yeah. to deal with uh job losses you know uh all kinds of things are going to be happening right you know yeah it's it's mm -hmm. sad but you know a lot of people have to um you know kind of live uh hand to mouth i mean i'm not a wealthy person if this went on for months we'd be you know we'd be in trouble and, yeah. and the government yeah. would have to yeah. take care of us, which is, it, it's great that the governments are going to, you know, come in and, and support us, but at the same time, good. Right? It puts mm. a heavier tax burden on other people. Like here, you know, there's a little bit of a sense of our prime minister being able to do whatever he wants tax-wise. Right? He might be able to yeah. just do what he wants. So if you have some money, he could just take it. You know, it's like, well, you have some money and other people don't, so we're just going to take it from you. And it's like, well, mm. but I don't have a lot. And I need, yeah. I need to grow old and I have a future. And uh, I've been trying to save all of my life, despite losses, despite difficulties, you know, saving all of my life to to make money. And, uh, sorry. Yeah. Crazy. No, 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 go, 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 go. So, um, sorry about that. Bert, <laughs> he's, he can hear the food, so he's he's going crazy. Um, he can hear them preparing, and he's not allowed because he got a little 
you know, sick. So we've been uh, feeding him just um, his food. We're not letting him eat anything. Yeah. And we'll reintroduce, you know, things that would be healthy for him. So, um, yeah. What was I? Yeah. What was I saying? I was saying money, taking money. Right, right. So that's not going to be the best way is to say, well, we'll take from people who have. Not, you know, it can look like you have a lot compared to someone else. But I did, I did my work to save my little bit of money. I don't want to throw that away. I don't want it to be yeah. thrown into the government. You know, uh, these are decisions that that were made, and um, you know, I didn't vote on this. Did you? <laughs> I didn't vote. It's not a vote. Yeah. We didn't say, well, well, let's vote on how we're going to deal with our health. You know, the government and whatever officials decided. And actions that we take, uh, we don't necessarily know what the outcomes are going to be. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to be fear mongering and I know we're going to handle it, but I know we're also going to have difficulties. So that's an interesting thing to be looking at. And taking this time to make sure that you're, you know, really, really taking care of your health because you're going to have to step up and be able to bring things back. Like we're protecting ourselves from this virus and protecting other people, protecting the medical system, um, yeah. you know, doing all these things. Well, we're going to have to do the same thing community wise for uh, people out in the world. Right. We're going to have to step up. Uh, let's say production, we're going to have to step up um, uh, helping out our neighbor, right? We're going to have to mm. do, do all these things that are, you know, I'm not well enough versed, but I, I keep tuning into, yeah, we need to to realize what's going to happen after this, because it's not, yeah. not something happening just in your neighborhood. It's, it's occurring all over the planet. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big surge, right? So mm -hmm. yes, it's really nice. Yes, there are a lot of things that are really wonderful, but we also have to keep in perspective that, like, take care of yourself really well now, because when you're going to go out there, you know, what if you take the vaccine and um, who knows what can happen to you when you take the vaccine? Are you going to give like do we have no steps? Well, hopefully, we don't have to. For me. Hopefully we won't have to. <laughs> Hopefully we won't have to, but let's not forget that um, in our line of work, you know, we're going to think a lot differently, but there is a full medical mm. system out there and plenty of people who are just going to run and take the vaccine, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a whole age group. There, there are people who are just completely undiscerning about that. Mm. And, and it's, you cannot tell someone, I cannot tell anyone whether they would take it or not. I can't no, realize that. That's up to the individual. Now, I'm not so concerned with elderly taking it. I'm more concerned with, are they going to pump kids with it? Yeah. You know, there are so many considerations, right? So mm -hmm. many. Like, just because you come up with a vaccine, all right, but is it worse to take the vaccine for a child? Yeah. Uh, or is it better for them or worse for them to get COVID. We don't have long-term studies about any of this. No, we have no idea. Have no idea. So I'm just saying, if you, this, this silence is giving us time to allow our bodies and our minds to heal and to be able to um, have discussions about things in a healthy way, not take on the viewpoint that you're right or you're wrong. It's mm. really forget right and wrong, really expand kind of the way Eloise and I do. It's like, I don't, I don't think I'm right about things. I don't think I'm wrong about things. I think I'm just exploring uh, different ideas in the way I like to explore. This is the way I do it. And, mm. um, you know, and just see, you know, what else we can come up with. Some, yeah. some people will ask me, well, what, what, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Well, there are certain obvious things that are going to happen. You're just going to get back to life. It's going to work out fine. You could get uh, the virus and, you know, flow through it like nothing happens. Some people might need to get, get if there's a vaccine developed, blah, 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 on and on, everything we've just listed. And um, 
then we have to deal with the economy. We have to deal with who's lost jobs. We have to deal mm. with the government giving out all this money to businesses and to people, tons of money. We have to deal with it. Yeah. We have to deal with heavier levies, uh, taxes on our, on our personal lives. We have to deal with, again, what about the future and losing um, some of the, the income we have uh, from, um, what do you call it, uh, old age pension? Does it mean yeah. people who are still working um, who, you know, haven't had, you know, government jobs are a whole different ball game than yeah. having, a, a, you know, your own business. Uh, government jobs, you're, you're set for life. Uh, and no matter what, they just keep giving everyone that money and they keep taking from, you know, us workers. Not that the government people are taxed, but they get a lot more benefits than I get. You know, I'm not able to go get a massage and uh, get a receipt so I can pay $20 for a $120 massage, right? Mm. You know, these, these aren't things that, that we can do. So, yeah, I'm really sorry you're taxed. And yes, you're taxed highly just as I am, but you get way more benefits than I do. You, mm. you get your dental paid, you get your eyesight paid, you get your eyeglasses paid, you get, um, well, medical here is paid except for dental and eyes and they get all of that mm-hmm. if you're working in government or you work for a company so you know it's it, it, all of that could um lay heavily on the on the population or um maybe there'll be cutbacks geez you know i i can't i'm just trying to imagine what would happen just even in my imagination so mm. yeah so when people are talking about things yeah just prepare for uh, a little bit of a hard time yeah. and see how you're going to handle it. And we might have to be austere on our own, you know, just kind of tie up our uh, bootstraps a little more tightly and take care. Uh, and that's, um, and then some people, Practical. you know, are brilliant out there. will make profit out of this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not good at that. And I don't even want to think about doing that. You know, I, I think about, <laughs> being helpful to people, as everyone knows, because Eloise and I do the same thing. We sit and give these podcasts and um, all the stuff that we do for for everyone. And uh, yeah, there are, there are people who are doing really nice things and there are people that, you know, will make money and create jobs. That's good too. Yeah. So if you're out there trying to do that, Good on you. And if yeah, you're there doing we what we're doing, have whole new businesses created. Yeah. So there is that whole, you know, yes, there can be difficult times. Be aware and start getting your creativity on. Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, are saying they're bored staying at home, being at home. Uh, I can't imagine um, being bored. Uh, oh, I know. I've got so I've never worked so hard. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm busy. But we know that <laughs> not making money, but just jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. doing so many things, phone calls, yeah. emails. Oh my God, so much. the The one thing that that I think is really, really interesting is that boredom is the birthplace of creativity. So when you yeah, bored, and I don't like it that I don't get bored because to get bored, you know, sometimes I just you know, I have a few hours on Sunday where I could sit and really, you know, get myself to be bored. And it's really hard. There's so much to do. It's a Sunday. You got to get the house cleaned and, you know, do the mm. exercises that I haven't done for the week. There's just so much um, that that needs to be done. But I do try to get bored. But those of you who are bored, sit with it and see what kind of creativity comes up. Yeah. You know, what, what will happen. Cool. Yeah, you, you can think of a whole bunch of things that will generate income you know be able to make money yeah because there are a lot of people you know okay everyone's like going oh money's gonna be tough and stuff but there's a lot of people sat at home now with money in the bank who want to spend it on stuff so you know get creative come up with ideas that solve people's problems because there's going to be a whole new economy after this no doubt it's going to be a whole new economy and we're going to have to be creative and new new jobs have to be created mm. you know the ones that struggled well now they have to uh either let people go so you got to figure out great i'm 
you know, how can I get people together or hire them? Yeah, there's so the ideas that people sit with, they sit on, you know, so often. And mm-hmm. now's a good time where you can present them out there, especially if your job is at risk. If your job isn't at risk, well, okay, that's fine. But as someone whose job is at risk, man, you can just, especially young people out there, mm. you young people, 20 to even 16 to 40, like, wow, you have, you have a lot of energy and time, even till, you know, to my age, you know, it's still uh, create ideas, but man, 20 to 40, you're, you guys are powerhouses. You can do whatever you want. 40 and 52, you can do so much. I mean, I think that was one of the most dynamic times of my life. Um, 40 to 50. Jeez, I, mm. I worked a lot, you know, and did so many different things. So, you know, you, you people are the future. You got to get things together. <laughs> you can't rely on, you know, there's so many people blaming the baby boomers. and blah, Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, stop blaming because uh, you know sitting around acting like a victim especially if if you're a millennial that acts like a victim well, you're not creating anything very good are you are you you know no. come on you're bright you're smart you've been given so much um go use it so, yeah so many are are highly educated um you know there's more educated people out there than than ever before I think mm. so just go use it you know instead of yeah. running around complaining about what came before you sure <laughs> then you know you can complain that there are messes that were created but man we've never had a time where there's so much growth of wealth for everybody mm. people will say that this this terrible lie where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer that's not true as the rich get richer so do the poor get richer and that's happening yeah. globally yeah happening all over the world it, the, the richer somebody gets the more um a poverty-stricken area an area with no food no water no electricity gets water and electricity you can do some of the research on them um humanprogress.org I've mentioned this before it shows you all kinds of stuff that's going on on the planet you know people don't really you know when you're watching the news it's sensationalized so you know we want fear mongering and all that kind of stuff so you get the news going right the worse the subject the more the news is going (laughs) Um, but you go on and start looking at what's really happening in the world Um, you, you just see these marvelous wonderful amazing things amazing things that are going on so you know it's getting in tune and in touch with that stuff how much good stuff is going on um you know how how incredible human beings are well you you know one of the saddest things that i experience over the 25 years i've been doing this work is when i support someone and help them you know give them uh I try not to do free because free usually doesn't work very well, but I'll yeah. do sliding scale. I'll help people out. I'll spend more time with them, do all these things to, to help people out. Yeah. And they'll, th- this is usually when I end my work with them is when they say, no one cares about me. Oh, yeah. No one helps me. And I find that so sad. I just look at them and go, well, I'm doing it. So obviously you're not recognizing that I'm doing that. So our time, our time is over. I'm, I'm not helping you, obviously. Yeah. If you perceive I'm not helping you, um, I understand. And it's, it's so important because people just say those things. They'll, they'll use absolutes when they feel Mm. a certain way. So I do understand that, that they're talking to, you know, like the family member or whatever. But uh, really pointing out, it's like, really, you're going to say that to someone who's helping you out. It's, and I, I really accent it by saying, we're going to stop now. So now yeah. you want a session next time, you're going to have to pay the full rate. And uh, you'll have to figure out how you're, because there's always a way to get sessions at a sliding scale. But if somebody mm-hmm. hasn't recognized that I'm doing the work, I usually go, okay, we're done. It's over. You can yeah. go. 
and you find another way to do this because I think that searching for someone and making that effort um, is going to be powerful, right? I'm not saying I do it 100% of the time, but just pointing out to someone that, that you know, I, and I always look within myself to see, you know, where have I been ungrateful? And it's very, very cringy, 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 cringy when I see things I've said maybe to my, uh, it's so interesting that this is coming up because this morning I was washing the dishes and I had a memory of saying something to my dad. And I cringed just thinking about it going, well, that was just really, really spoiled what you said. Mm -hmm. It was like 40 or 50 years ago I said it to him, but it was just so cringy, you know, really, really cringy. And it was all surrounding um, beliefs that I had that, that, that were from my mom and, you know, things I heard all the women saying. It's just sort of indoctrination of ideas. So uh, very, very interesting, right? You get indoctrinated by ideas, then you repeat yeah. them. And then later on, you look back and your perspective. Yeah, why am I saying that? And you yeah. go, wow, I can't believe I said that. It's so dumb, so stupid. Uh, yeah. Really, really stupid. And uh, it's a good idea to look at, um, you know, what you're saying. Uh, and, you know, the mind uh, it really likes to come in and tell you, you know, what you're doing wrong and how terrible you are. Um, meanwhile, it's just time to sort of sit back and say, maybe I can think a little differently. Maybe I can yeah. learn how to think. Maybe I could have a discussion without assuming I'm correct. I know what I'm saying is very difficult. It isn't easy, but it's a starting place. Mm. To say, am I having a discussion with a, you might have a sense of, yeah, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, but that's okay. All right, you think you're right about it. It's okay. You feel you're right about it. That's okay. The next thing is to go, well, wait a minute. What I need is someone to help me think. Let me hear someone else's opinion. Let them poke holes in my idea. Mm -hmm. But when we hold an idea and we think it's, it's, it's super strong and it's great and you're just going to use it, well, there, there's no way to get through to anyone. There's, you, can't, you can't change people. You can't change their ideas. The individual has to realize that, um, that what they are thinking uh, is obviously um, is a nothing burger is what I'm going to say. It's a nothing, nothing burger. Nothing burger. Really nothing burger. I mean, <laughs> who cares if I'm right or wrong about something? And how can I be right about something? It's got to be right all the time. So yeah. that's never going to work. Right. And that's an absolute that I just use. It's not going to work to be right all the time. Uh, no. you would you rather be right or free? Would you rather be right or free? It's, it's absolute. It's absolute. But, you know, a lot of people believe freedom has a limitation in it. And that can't be. Freedom is freedom. Uh, but a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, you can be free, except. No, that's not the way it works. <laughs> that's, that, that's not freedom. And, and that's where we run into the dilemma, right? If, if I'm free, uh, I, then other people are free. If we say other people are free and I'm free, now what do we do, right? Mm. Well, yeah, you're free and so am I. That's, that's yeah. really important. You're free and so am I. That means if you try to punch me, I can stop you. Yeah. Point final. It's like not a big, it's not rocket science. Right. And, and people turn it into something like, yeah, but we need somebody else to put laws on us. No, I don't need other people to put laws on us. And I don't need someone to put laws on the neighbor. Mm. You know, I mean, more extreme than the general ones that we have, you know, just. You can't rob me. Yeah. It's pretty much no one wants to oh, kill me. Yeah, you can't <laughs> rob me. You can't kill me. These are pretty, pretty standard. It's hilarious because they're also part of the Ten Commandments, right? Yeah, so we're, we're just, <laughs> we're, we're just pretty clear on what uh, what we should do. Uh, I haven't had that much talk about it's last wife or you know, Belsper, etc. You can certainly, you know, have consistency. You. Can, uh, 
someone else who's married uh, to you know, commit adultery. But usually you don't ask the other person you're married to. We usually talk to our partners, can I be an adulterer? Yeah, it's okay. Great. Uh, that's fine. Both of you, whatever it is you want to do. First, you know, yeah, you're free to go and do that. You lie to the other individual and they're free to react. They can divorce you, you know, mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want. You know, Interesting um, ways people go through, right? Yeah, they'll do it in secret and consistently betray the other person by, let's say, not having sex, not telling them the truth, not only about them having being with another person, but also not um, not being honest in what is going wrong within the relationship and how they're satisfied in the relationship yeah. right and this is going on a whole other topic that mm-hmm. i really like to bring up too yeah, yeah. well it's <laughs> also you know having a relationship having a discussion these are really important things you know being able to discuss with someone without thinking you're right or wrong yeah. and and being sensitive to someone else's um i find it really interesting to... let's say you you want something to happen in your home and you're living with people and you mention, you know what, uh, this is, this is going on in the family. I don't like it. And everyone reacts, right? There's a strong reaction. Mm. And then you might come out of that and go, Oh my God, they don't want to do what I say. Or, um, and what I've realized, it's kind of this idea of you can't step in the same river twice. If I bring up a subject and it's, it's not well received, I can step back from the situation, look at it and say, okay, they've been triggered. My family is now triggered by this. So I need to step back and allow that to synthesize. You know, allow that to to, to even just sink in for a moment because I've introduced something new. Right? Everyone's on their little path doing what they're doing and it's all the same and I'm introducing something new. I'm catalyzing them. Now, once you catalyze someone, it doesn't mean they're going to go into action instantaneously. Which is what usually, that's Mm -hmm. how, so if I go in and I have a goal that the family should do this immediately, then I'm in trouble, right? I mean, I'm in complete uh, I'm right and the other is wrong. Instead, you you sit back and go, okay, I've catalyzed everyone. I've dropped a bomb. I've dropped a a bomb on the family. What? I'm not expecting that they do something about it right now. My first bit is to observe what happens after I drop the bomb. I can step back enough. So I've dropped this bomb. Let's see what happens. Then you, you come back to it. So what do you think about that? You know, what do you think about what I said? Oh, you might get, oh, I think it's horrible and I don't want to do it. So, well, here's, here's an argument for why. Mm. And just an ar- argument for why I would like to see this occur. Now you give me an argument. If you're insulted, if there's an ad hominem against you, like you're crazy or you're insane, then you, you just kind of step back and go, well, wait a minute, I want to have a discussion. I don't want to be insulted. And I'm not going to start this. You call me a name and I call you a name. If you're saying I'm irrational, I could say the very same thing about you. Okay, so let's not do that. And it really, you know, I mean, as long as you're not living with somebody who's absolutely out of their mind, you know, uh, and I mean, clinically, <laughs> Hot tip, don't clinically live with anyone who's clinically mad. Clinically, because you can assume someone's (laughs) mad just because of your own filters. So you're constantly allowing yourself and your ideas to be on the table and be humiliated. Not by an ad hominem, right? That, no. But to be humiliated in the way that 
well, here's some evidence why your idea is dumb. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, and you have to look at it and go, wow, that's, you're right. You know, not you're right. I said that, but wow, that's, that's clear that it puts my view into question. All right. So um, now I'm going to sit back and think a little bit, uh, maybe a day, maybe hours, I don't know, and then come back because it's still kind of concerning me. I still want this particular thing to occur. I would like this to happen. Oh. So I come back, let's say you want a wall painted and the whole family says, you're not going to do it. I don't want you to move the furniture. It's going to be too disruptive. We have to leave that room. Blah, blah. Let's say, so every day you come up with a different idea, right? It's not mm -hmm. like the, the world is yours and you just get to go in and just paint a wall in let's say a kid's bedroom. No, you have to, you have to sit back and talk about it. You got to, you got to figure it out when and where, you know, often people, uh, think of their children as, you know, accessories that they can do whatever they want with. And yeah. they'll say, you know, I, I told my child we have to, you know, this, do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, did you pre-notify them? Did you make an appointment? Did you ask them whether it was conducive? No. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, nice. Can you imagine somebody coming in and doing that to you? Oh my God, yes, of course. I have all these things I need to schedule. What do you think your kid doesn't? They have friends they talk to, they yeah. have a timing for homework when they go to sleep, video games, and then you come in and just say, this is gonna happen. There are people, they are people. Anyway, yeah. I can't believe where this went, but anyway, we'll continue on our quest <laughs> and see what happens. All right, my darling, love you. Have a great day. Love you all yeah. in podcast land. Hope you're finding this interesting. I love yeah, this take exploration care. of discussion and uh, yeah. You can keep going on and on about that too. Love you all. Bye.